Get your questions ready. The Fantasy Forecast with Anita Marks starts right now. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Fantasy Forecast here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, No fantasy today. Unless, of course, uh, I'm happy to give you some NBA fantasy lineups. (laughs) Um... It's typically what happens. It's the Sunday. It's the Sunday before the Sunday, right? Uh, we are with you for the next four hours. Uh, we'll hear from Cynthia Freeland and Fat Jack, professional handicapper, uh, this hour, getting you locked and loaded for the Sunday to come. Uh, and really important that now is when we were ta- we are talking about what and how to gamble on the NFL because typically, so so interesting. I'm someone, I love overs. You know, I'm someone who I like to watch games and root for players to do well. And, and hence, I think that's why I, I lean towards overs uh, when, when I'm gambling. Um, every now and then I'll play an under. There are, are actually quite a few unders that I do like uh, in this matchup when it comes to the Super Bowl. But typically what you want to do right now is any over bets that you like in regard to prop bets for the Super Bowl, you want to you want to wager on them now, right now. Because what's going to happen is, is throughout the course of the week and more money gets thrown into the pot and uh, <clears throat> maybe there's a prop bet out there that maybe the odds makers, um, you know, uh, didn't have like a, a, a great number on, uh, gets, gets bet a lot, that number is going to go up. So for the prop bets out there that you want to bet the overs on, you want to jump on that now. You don't want to wait until game day. It's not what you want to do. However, uh, if you are on unders, if you are on unders, then you want to wait until game day because typically the numbers that are there right now will increase as we get closer to game day um, and then you can play the under. Um, it's typically typically how it works. So, Cynthia Freeland, of course, you see her all over the NFL Network. She's going to be joining us uh, around 7.15, and her and I do a deep dive into uh, this Super Bowl matchup. And then we'll hear from Fat Jack coming your way around 7.30. Then at 8 o'clock, we kick off New York Game Day right here on 98.7 ESPN. Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum are going to join me. Uh, Three of us will do a deep dive into this Kansas City 49ers game. Not the Super Bowl I was hoping for. Um... If you watched, or I should say, if you listened uh, to this show last week, I was all over the Ravens, and I felt uber confident with the Detroit Lions straight up winning this game, even though they were getting seven, seven and a half in some places. And I'll tell you what, at the half, I was feeling really good. By the way, let's bring in our producers, Tom and uh, and Joe. Guys, watching that game, and Detroit was just so dominant through the first half of the game. Were you like, wow, Anita was on to something? Yeah, that. I'm sorry, Anita. That was not my first thought was Anita was on to something. No, I wasn't your first thought with the Detroit Lions. Unfortunately I, not. I was envisioning the Lions in the Super Bowl playing against Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. I was envisioning Eminem on the field, like holding up the Super Bowl trophy at some point. Like I, I was envisioning many things for Detroit. Unfortunately, uh your prediction and uh, what you said about the lines, unfortunately, didn't come to mind immediately. But then, of course, when the game started to change in the second half, then let's say worse thoughts started to come to mind. And unfortunately, some of those thoughts became a reality based on the Super mm. Bowl matchup. 
Wow. Okay. Joe, did 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 you think of me at any point in time in the game? Or and and actually, I do believe what what didn't Amani agree with me? Didn't Amani pick the Lions to win as well? Wasn't it both Amani and I both picked the Lions to win? I believe he did as well. Right. I thought of you, and I actually thought of Cynthia Freeland too because of oh yeah, I a lot about of Cynthia. for a lot of that game, I was thinking about what it would be like if I was a Lion fan at that mm. watch party at Ford Field. Because oh. the first half, you're going bonkers. Everything, this is the best thing you've ever seen. And the second half, it's a nightmare. It's actually living a nightmare. And I would just have liked to be there as a football fan to experience the joy and the pain at Ford Field last week. Uh, yeah, I I felt for Cynthia, and and again we'll, we're we're going to hear from her coming your way in just a few minutes. Uh, Cynthia Freeland from the Detroit area, huge Detroit Lions fan. So anyway, this is what we have. This is what we have: a rematch. Um, and of course, we know how the first one went. Kansas City uh, beat the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan is now 0-2 in the Super Bowl. Once as a head coach, once as an offensive coordinator. If you recall that game against. Uh, the Patriots, where Atlanta was up by a gazillion points, uh, and then he kept on calling passing plays to Matt Ryan, uh, which allowed the clock to stop and allowed the Patriots to come back and win that game. Um, going up against Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, th- this this game, to my surprise, uh, the 49ers are favored here by two. The over-under is 47.5. And, and I said this yesterday on my show. I, I don't quite – I don't understand, but I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Um, you know, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. With all due respect, look 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 at the uh, the record. Andy Reid, more accomplished coach than Kyle Shanahan. Patrick Mahomes, better quarterback than Brock Purdy. Um, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. They've played at Allegiant Field four times. They're four and zero there. Um, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team who has a lot of uh experience and 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 this is really important and i'm going to talk to amani about this as well and that is so so both these teams have prepared for each other all last week believe it or not last week this past week that just ended is the most important week for these teams getting ready for each other now they just they go to the they go to the Super Bowl city, which of course is Las Vegas. Which, by the way, did you guys see the um, resort that both of them are staying in? Did you see where they're staying? Is it the Five Seasons by any chance? So, so it's this it's this resort away from the Strip. It's about fifteen minutes away from Las Vegas, Las Vegas, um, but it's on a lake. And on one end of the lake is the Hilton. And on the other side of the lake is the Westin. And so the Westin has, the Westin side has a golf course and um, some other things on that side. And the Hilton side has uh, this, you know, cute little quaint little uh, shopping restaurant area. But like they're literally, they're literally staying in the same compound, just on opposite ends. So uh, Kansas City Chiefs players will could make their way to um, 
the food the, the food area, the shopping area, and we'll more than likely run into 49ers players. 49ers players, if they so choose, can go and play golf and more than likely we'll run into Kansas City chief players. But it's just like this huge compound and it's on a lake, but they're staying on opposite sides, which I find very interesting because usually um, teams typically stay in hotels very far away from one another. So I want to say I want to. So when the Super Bowl was here in New York, if I remember correctly, there was a team. There was a team that like stayed in Jersey. I think they both stayed in Jersey, but there was a team that stayed in Jersey, like near the water, somewhere. I, anyway, um, I've I've derailed. Um, anyway, I just I find that to be pretty interesting that they're both on this like resort you know, high-end compound, um, just staying on opposite sides. <laughs> See, I, I love the thought of that and the rivalry that they could create. Like, if they run into each other, you could just smack talk with each other the entire time. Or you can get into a fight if you really feel like it. But I'm sure the fighting will take place on the field and not on the golf course, let's say. But I think I'd rather stay on the Las Vegas Strip. Obviously, you have more distractions there. It might not be maybe as luxurious if you're looking to just kind of get away from the noise and everything that is Las Vegas, the media, you can have kind of this peace and quiet in these resorts. But I think if I'm a player and I'm going to be in Las Vegas, I'd want to be in Las Vegas, like right on the strip, and then everything is accessible. It kind of reminds me of like an AAU tournament or, you know, a big convention. It's kind of cool. I kind of like it. You kind of like that they're doing that? Plus... I disagree with Tom. If you're going to stay in Vegas, stay as far away from the Strip as humanly possible. The last thing you want during the media week is another distraction of a player getting caught at a blackjack table at 3 in the morning. Oh, yes. Yes, I agree with you. Tom, there's no like, no way are they going to keep these guys anywhere near the Strip. Oh, of course. Um, like, I, like I, listen, and not, I, and I fully listen, and not just, and not. And here's another thing. You know, they're not allowed to walk into these casinos. You know that, right? Like... Oh no! Well, oh, then stay far away from it. I don't care then. Yeah, I mean they're they're not allowed to walk into these casinos. So you know they sign they sign. Is that because the sports books? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. See, I I didn't even consider that when I was thinking about it. Oh yeah, then yeah, stay far away then. You you don't need any of that noise then. You know, I'm I'm sure these guys have been have been given a a, a lecture in regard to you know just don't walk into. Don't walk into any casino, um, you know, because you, 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 I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure these guys have been read like all the rules, do's and don'ts. Um, so anyway, um, from what I understand, Kansas City was, was already there. I think the 49ers are arriving today. If, um, if I, if I read that correctly. So, um, so this week, so preparation happened last week. This week is just all about being in the host city, talking to the media, um, you know, and just like fine tuning things. This week is just like poops and giggles, but it really is an advantage that Kansas city has done this already. Like they know what to expect. And the 49ers have done this as well, but like not as often. And the number, excuse me, the number of players that are on the Kansas City roster that have this experience far outweigh the number of players that are on the 49ers roster, especially Brock Purdy compared to to Patrick Mahomes. So 
Um, so there's advantage there as well. Uh, but again, the 49ers are favored by two. The over-under is 47 and a half. And, uh, and as we know, this game is going to be played a week from today. 800-919-3776. Come on, Anita. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. Uh, we're going to be with you until 11 o'clock. We also have a variety of guests who are going to join us besides Amani and, and, and Mike Tannenbaum. We'll get a visit from Jordan Renan and Rich Samini. Find out what is the latest with the Giants and the Jets. Have the Giants found a defensive coordinator yet? Um, also, Adam Teicher, who covers the Kansas City Chiefs, was kind enough to join me earlier this week. Uh, we're going to play a snippet from uh, that interview for you. And also Nick Wagner, uh, who covers the 49ers, was kind enough to join me this week. So we'll hear from him as well. We'll have uh, my locks of the week, although I did go 0-3 last week. No bueno. Um, <laughs> Lamar, I, ha- I-, I had I had over 59.5 rushing yards for Lamar Jackson. He carried the ball eight times for only 54. I had over 47.5 rushing yards for Jamar Gibbs. Um, he only carried the ball 12 times, uh, didn't see the field much after he fumbled the ball, and only put up. 45 yards so missed that by three yards of course the lions covered i had them at plus 13 and a half but the ravens 49ers game i had that going over 38 and it didn't even come close so unfortunately went zero and three so sad to say tom uh we're sitting at 62.5 percent on the season and with my three locks that i'm gonna give folks next week on the show um the best we can do if we go three and zero on Super Bowl will be sixty four point four sixty four percent, far from our seventy seventy one from last season, but still to end the season at sixty four. Hopefully, we can do that. Not bad. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I had the Lions on the money line, Was felt really good about them at the half, but a lot of people are blaming Dan Campbell and his choice to go for it on fourth down. Cynthia, do you feel that way? To be honest, the fourth down decisions weren't the ones where I was like, what's going on? It was more about the call for run versus pass with the time that was left. Fourth downs were an identity of this team, so it's not like, they're doing it based on some like analytical model that's saying like, Hey, the nerds say to go for it. That was who they are. They have more plays in the playbook on fourth and short or fourth down just in general than the average team by so much. 
So to say that he was being too risky, whatever, that's what got them there, especially considering that you were outmatched. They were seven, seven or seven and a half point underdogs in those games when it closed. So let's be fair. Like you got to like take some risks to do that. So I didn't care about that. I was a little bit more like, why are you throwing it? Why are you passing it? Why are you running it in certain specific situations? with And I, I mean, look, like I bet Dan Campbell uh, didn't call the play like Jameer Gibbs fumbled the ball. Or I'm pretty sure he also didn't call the play that was like, hey, um, Brock Purdy's going to, or I mean, sorry, Jared Goff's going to throw the ball. It's going to bounce off, of, or sorry, no, Brock Purdy's going to throw the ball. It's going to bounce off a defensive back's head and Brandon Eggs going to catch it. <laughs> Right. Like these are very unlucky things that happen. Yeah. So a little bit of unluck, um, a little bit of poor play calling. Um, and again, there are many people out there that don't believe that uh, the aggressive nature of Dan Campbell going forward on fourth down helped help them at all. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, I feel in both games, the better team did not win. I feel that the Green Bay Packers were the better team that day going up against the 49ers. I feel that the the Lions were the better team that day going up going up against the 49ers. So now the 49ers have made it to the Super Bowl and yet now they are favored, Cynthia. The line opened up at 1, jumps up to 1.5. Now it's at 2. So the 49ers are favored by 2. Just out of curiosity, uh, do you agree with the odds makers here? What, what what's your thoughts on on who's favored in this matchup? I spent about a good hour on Monday thinking I was crazy because I was like, is there an injury that I've missed? Is there a, is there something that I'm like not seeing in this game? Because to me, the, the Chiefs should be favored in this game. And my model exactly. also have winning, winning this game. So unless there is a super secret double probation injury that I'm unaware of, I don't understand it. So I, I, there's something I'm, there's something we're all missing, I guess. It's just, it's, it's really, it's, it's quite wild to me. Uh, so on the opposite side with the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, so again, we're sitting here and we're, we're talking about how fortunate the 49ers are to be in this position, but on the opposite side with the Kansas City Chiefs, pure dominance. Um, and what they were able to do against the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson in that offense, you know, um, I, I'm I'm very confused as to why Lamar didn't run more. Now, granted, when you look at his statistics, eight carries for over 50 yards. And for any other average quarterback, that's pretty significant. But at the end of the day, we're talking about Lamar Jackson. I felt like in watching that game, there were running lanes that were open that he could have taken. That I felt like he was sitting there trying to prove a point as opposed to sitting there and trying to win a game. What what are your thoughts in regard to the Kansas City Ravens outcome, Cynthia? I guess I feel like it was like they were playing chess, and obviously Spags had the beat on whether I, I think Todd Munkin may have overthought it. Like that, when I went, I watched this game like four or five times back to try to understand what's going on here, and I think Todd Munkin was like, "No, he knows we're going to run." Right, like I don't know Todd Munkin. I didn't ask him that specifically, but it looks like a classic case of overthinking things because you know, you know they didn't run the ball other than the short yard situations, as you outlined. But also, they kind of didn't indicate that they were going to run the ball, so you knew it was going to be a pass. And sure, that first drive it worked really well, 
but then it stopped working and then they didn't adjust the right way. So it was very confusing to me, but sometimes we all get in our own bag the wrong way. And unfortunately for the Ravens, like this is the first time we've really seen that they haven't had to work through some of the adversity that other teams have worked through, including the Chiefs this season. So to me, I'm like watching that. I'm like, oh wow, they're 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 going to over they're going to it's going to kind of snowball on them once it goes into a hole. It's going to be hard to get out of that hole because of they they haven't been in the situation. They don't have the muscle memory for that. Interesting. All right. So let's turn our attention now to this matchup. Again, we're both on the same side here that we feel the wrong team is favored. Um, Superior coach, in my opinion, with all due respect to Kyle Shanahan, in regard to Andy Reid's got a track record here, and and he's won, right? Kyle Shanahan is lost as a head coach and is lost as an offensive coordinator when he was with Atlanta. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes, I'll take him seven days a week and twice on Super Bowl Sunday over Brock Purdy. Better defense, better kicker. Uh, this is a Kansas City Chiefs team. They're 4-0 at Allegiant Stadium. I, I can go on and on. Their their schedule was tougher. G- give me give me all the reasons why you like Kansas City in this matchup. Well, first and foremost to me is their defense's ability to um, to limit yak, right? So the yards after the catch has been with San Francisco year in and year out has absolutely crushed everyone. And the fact that this Kansas City defense is second best Eliminating yards after the catch over expected. That's like, you know, in a, in a normal situation, a team would allow X yards. Well, they're even better than you would imagine, right? They're the second best in the entire NFL at that. So that is number one to me where, where, the, where the defense really makes a big difference. And then I watched Drew Tranquil just absolutely understand and like live rent free in Lamar Jackson's head, which to me, is really an indication of the fact that they figured out how to coach the right situation for that linebacking court. And this year, more than ever, off-ball linebackers have actually made more of an impact than, like, in the past eight seasons. So that's the areas where I'm like, oh, wow. Because you thought going into this game, the linebacker advantage would be Ravens, right? But it actually ended up being Chiefs. And then now you're looking at Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw versus, like, Drew Tranquil, Willie Gay, like, Nick Bolton, like a, a slew of guys who maybe don't have like as marquee of names as like Roquan Smith or Patrick Lee, but I still think the way Kansas City is using them is going to be a difference maker with Brock, who, by the way, against the against the Lions, like he turned into Justin Fields on a couple of those plays scrambling. Yeah, I, listen, I, I and and with all due respect, like I, I think the story is phenomenal, like made for Disney movie, Mister Irrelevant, you know battles his way to become the starting quarterback for the 49ers. But like, you know, I I feel you can, you can put Kirk Cousins in that spot. And and I think Kirk Cousins can do just as good, if not better. I I think that there's at least a handful, five, if not seven other quarterbacks in the NFL, that if you place them in the San Francisco 49ers offense, they could do just as well or better With, with all due respect. You agree or disagree. If you disagree with me, it's fine. I'm just curious. Do you agree or disagree with me? I agree. I mean, I don't think that there is a single quarterback in the league who I would say, bar none, if they didn't have – like everyone's a, everyone is a um, system quarterback until at least, I don't know, eight years. I don't know what the number is. But you're a system quarterback. You're like Tom Brady, your team is a system quarterback. Everybody was a system quarterback with a few reps, as we've seen from Brock Purdy. So – 
I, like, I don't, that argument to me is sort of irrelevant. And it would be great if, like, if everyone had that O-line along with that opportunity with those playmakers to do that thing after the catch, like, it would be a lot easier for a lot of quarterbacks to succeed. Absolutely. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You can see her all over the NFL network. Um, so when do, you, when do you head to Vegas, Cynthia? Thursday, baby. Thursday. So you'll Nothing be there like Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> That's when the that's when all the actions happen. I actually I actually enjoy going to the parties earlier. I like going to the parties on Tuesday and Wednesday night more so than I like going to the parties on Friday and Saturday night. But that's I'm just me. Be, I'm be very honest with you. Like this Vegas Super Bowl, if you're working, like there's no way you can even start going to a party because you would just like there's a magnet that happens to be in those bars. So you don't even, you can't even go. You just have to like go to your hotel room and then go home. <laughs> um, and so you're you're going to be there all throughout, right? Are you going to be there throughout the game day on on Sunday, or are you going? Are you coming back to LA? You are. I have an eight and a half hour show leading up until kickoff on Woo! Sunday, so I will be there until kickoff. I'll watch wow. the game. Allegiant Stadium is actually awesome. And by the way, your listeners should know if they are going, you can actually walk. And there's a little tunnel that takes you mm-hmm. under the highway back to a hotel on the other side. It, you don't even need a new Mandalay Bay, so, Mandalay Bay, Mandalay Bay. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is incredible. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. Just just no um, no tailgating. No tailgating. I, but who I don't wants? Even care who about wants? Tailgating. I'm talking about after you walk home. No, after. no, I know. But like, who wants to tailgate when you could just like hang out in a casino all the way up to kickoff? Like, exactly, and then walk yeah. yourself there. Like, I'm telling you, the whole walking yourself there and back thing is massive. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um, okay, so before we let you go, game script. How do you see this playing out? You see, like, Kansas City going up early, you know, what is it a blowout, like, game script? What do you envision here? I don't think it's a blowout, but I do think Kansas City goes up early. We've seen this playoff that... Opening game scripts, the area where Andy Reid can be Andy Reid, he has done it exceptionally well, which means scoring on first and or second drives in every single playoff game. So if you're looking for something to maybe perhaps think about while you're there, perhaps think about that. Think about the first score to be the Kansas City Chiefs because that could be a a very smart way to look at this game. I like it. Um, Give me your favorite prop bet. Heading into Sunday. I think, yeah, I think Isaiah Pacheco sees his way into the end zone. I think everyone's looking at Christian McCaffrey. That one seems very smart, but I like Isaiah Pacheco as well. Yeah, you know, I know last week you talked about Noah Gray, and uh, and he hit those prop bets uh, overs as well. It's still, I want to say it's like over one and a half receptions, over 12 and a half receiving yards. Um, he only has one drop pass all season long. And Andy Reid is going, you know, 12 personnel about 45% of the time. And I think if, if the 49ers really do focus on Travis Kelsey, because again, as we've been talking about his in the postseason, he's just, he's been a lot better than he, he was in the regular season. Um, I think Noah Gray can be, yet again, a sneaky good play in regard to over prop bets for him. Agree or disagree? Totally agree. Love that. I think it's fun to look at all of those smaller numbers and 
figure out a strategy around those as well because the bigger numbers are harder to get behind, right? Like smaller numbers, easier to win. All right, before I let you go, um, I just big picture here in regard to next year. How confident are you that the Lions win the Super Bowl next year? I mean, I, I did I did some deep research on them. You know, obviously they draft, especially the last few years, better than anyone else. Uh, I want to say they're going into the season with a bit, about $50 million in cap space. Been there, done that. Now these guys have some some experience in the postseason. I, I really, I, I kind of, I really like, this Lions team to lock and reload and come into next year even better and and than they were this year. And I'm not even a fan. I know you are. What what are your thoughts on the Lions heading into uh, next season? You know, it's very hard for me to look at Super Bowl situations now, but I love me some like winning divisions. And you know what I saw from the Packers? A lot of goodness. So I know you asked me about the Lions, and sure, my heart would potentially say that, but I'm looking at the Packers as a really good value here, especially right now. So whatever their win total number is, perhaps it's going to be more than that because I, I think the Packers are really on the up and up this next season. And, and again, wow. I like the Lions. Don't get me wrong. Love them. But I'm looking at the Packers. Cynthia, you rock as always, my friend. Adore you, love you, enjoy Vegas, um, and uh, and hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you next week before the game. Absolutely. Love you too. Talk to you next week. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to 98.7 ESPN. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, joins us now. Uh, FatJackSports.com. That's where you could find him. So this line opened up at one, jumped up to one and a half. Now the 49ers are favored by two. I don't quite understand. I think the wrong team is favored here. Uh, the over-under... Um, is sitting at 46, 47 and a half in some places. So, Jack, your your thoughts on the matchup? I'm not as strong on the side for sure as I am on the total. I've been great on the totals this year, especially with the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs under. That was my best play this last week, and it went under the total again. They've gone under 70% of the time this year. They're averaging 7.2 points per game in the second half this year. Uh, this is not an offense that's clicking on all cylinders. Um San Francisco on the adverse side of that, they're number one this year in second half, scoring at 14 and a half points a game. So I'm not, I don't love the side, but I will tell you, if you make me play it right now, and I'll tell you, Need, it's been interesting. 86 or 83% of the money right now is on Kansas City. They're getting every $50 player, every, you know, they're very comfortable. You're very comfortable to bet on Kansas City. But when you look at, you're getting big bets on San Francisco right now, but if the game was played today, Vegas is going to be pulling for San Fran hard, hard, hard. Now, they expect some sharper money to come in on San Fran, but right now we're not really seeing that. We're seeing some of the sharps either on Kansas City or laying off right now. Uh, it's not going to get to key numbers. If San Francisco doesn't shore up what they're doing defensively, they're going to get beat for sure. Um, I don't trust their defense. I think that ch- the turnover at defensive coordinator has been a lot more of a problem than people realize. 
But I do think the scoring stays down in the game because of everything I talked about, limited opportunities for uh, limited production, actually, out of Kansas City skill players. And the fact that San Francisco is a better team when they play from the front. They want to stay ahead of the chains. They want to run off play action. They do not want to throw it down the field if they don't have to with Purdy. I think that's probably more likely to happen is if it's a lower scoring game. So I like the total better. Uh, but yeah, if you're going to make me play it right now as we're sitting here, yeah, I got to lean toward Kansas City. Again, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. Professional handicapper has been with us all season long. Uh, listen, I'm looking at this Kansas City defense, right? Um, top eight in third down defense, in zone defense, also special teams. San Francisco, 27th in third down defense, 14th in the red zone, and 25th in special teams. So, I, you know, I, I just I, I think that there's a narrative and a perception here. Oh, San Francisco's defense. Oh, San Francisco's offense. It's a juggernaut. I, I just I, I'm not I'm not seeing it. And, 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 and at the end of the day, maybe we buried the lead here, Jack. And that is no way am I going to bet Brock Purdy over Patrick Mahomes, even though Patrick Mahomes has a dad bod. Well, both of these both of these guys are not the vision of health. I mean, for sure. I mean, they're both pretty deep, you know, just average looking dudes that know how to get their team going around them. Um, There's so many more stats when you start digging down deeper. We may deal with that next week a little bit, but you have better records in the Super Bowl, typically don't win. Uh, They're on a one in 15 stretch against the spread since 2003. Um, And and the bigger problem, and this is what people are trying to wrap their brains around, Anita, is, is this San Francisco team, the San Francisco team we saw all year? Or is it the recency bias? Should we be putting our weight in that? Because they are not the same team um, from earlier in the year to the end of the year, similar similar to Philadelphia, the Eagles. The Eagles were, were one team for most of the year, and then they were a totally different team at the end. And that's what that's what you have to kind of figure out here is are you able to overcome? Because top to bottom roster-wise from the first of the year to now, San Francisco has better players. No, they don't have the better coaching matchup, I don't think. They certainly don't have the better quarterback. And they don't have a better tight end, I guess, but I will tell you, San Francisco, Kittle's pretty good also. But but beyond that, you have better players, I think, top to bottom on San Francisco's team. But that that doesn't always matter. And they're not playing well now. I mean, they beat a team that literally ran the ball at will against them, especially in the first half. So that's the thing. Are we going to get the San Francisco team that we've seen most of the year, or are we more likely to get what we've seen during the playoff run? Uh, two totally different outcomes, depending on which of those teams shows up. So here's something interesting. So if, if you want to bet on the Kansas City Chiefs to win outright, it's plus 110 right now, right? Um, but you could wager that Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP at plus 125. Do you think if, if, you, if, you, if you have a lot of conviction that you think absolutely Kansas City is going to win, should you just bet on Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP? Do you feel if Kansas City wins that there's a shot that anybody else like Travis Kelsey um, could, or, or Rasheed Rice win the MVP? I don't. So if, if so, if you think that Kansas City is going to win, why not just go with Patrick Mahomes at MVP at plus one twenty-five? Because you're only getting fifteen percent. That's the that's a horrible idea in my opinion. Because if anybody else happens to do, if they they have to win, I do it reverse. I say. For him to win the MVP, they have to win the game. So I, he's not going to win the MVP if they don't win. So I'll go ahead and give up the 15% on that, that, that more specific bet and say, listen, I'll just take Kansas City to win. What if 
Travis Kelsey goes out and has 12 receptions and Taylor Swift gets a proposal at the end of the game. That They could win and he could lose. What if, as I think, it's going to be a low-scoring game and Butker, butt kicker or whatever, the kicker, kicks seven field goals or something? I mean, I'm not saying it's likely, but I'm saying for the game that you get by betting Mahomes to win the MVP, it's not worth it because there is a world that he they could win and he wouldn't win the MVP. Uh, what if he gets hurt and they win? You're better off, in my opinion, absolutely betting uh, the game at that number. Now, if it's 320, 340, something like that, absolutely take a shot. But uh, at that little bit of juice there, I, I will go ahead and take Kansas City on the money line. And by the way, Neil, on that point, normally you do not get the points mattering in the Super Bowl. Straight up Super Bowl winners, 46, 7, and 3 against the spread. So generally speaking, all but 10 times out of the last 53 Super Bowls, the winner covered the number. So this is the one, I'm not a huge money line guy, but this is absolutely the one game of the year where if you like Kansas City, I'm, again, I'm not saying that's the best bet, but if you're going to play them, you you absolutely should give a thought to just playing them on the money line and taking that plus money. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. You know, I've had a few people tell me, oh, man, I can't stand that we've got two teams in the Super Bowl that 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 have red in their uniform. It doesn't bother me. Does that bother you guys? Like, I, like I, I don't, I don't care that they they both. I mean, obviously, one's going to wear white. The 49ers are wearing their white jerseys. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are wearing their red jerseys. Which, by the way, I, I saw a video on TikTok. Uh, saying that um, the statistics, uh, the trend of teams wearing white uniforms, I think have won the Super Bowl like 15 of the last 20 years. Did you see that? I've heard I've heard stuff like that before, Anita. Like, honestly, like, I mean, obviously history will tell you that that's the way to go. Does it really matter, though, like at the end of the day? Like, it, I think it's just like a superlative, like this superstitious thing. That, for whatever reason, keeps coming back around 15 out of the past 20 times or whatever you said. To me, it doesn't It doesn't matter at all. Now, that being said, I would be wearing white if I were choosing uh, first. Um, Just because of the trend or you just, you'd rather wear white? Just, just like, because you, of the trend. Like, Yeah, I, you're, I, you're I buying into I, the trend? I know I'm shutting it down, but listen, it's the Super Bowl. You could take any luck that you can get. So, um, so Kansas City is going to be wearing their red jerseys. Uh, the 49ers are going to be wearing their white jerseys. We know that. Uh, just shared with you that they're going to be staying in some kind of like compound outside of um, the strip about 15, 20 minutes away. But, uh, but again, what I find interesting is uh, they're, 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 they're both staying in the same compound, except uh, one is on, they're both on opposite sides. Uh, the 49ers are staying at Hilton and the Kansas City Chiefs are staying at the Westin. Um, I believe Kansas City's already there. I think the 49ers, maybe they arrived yesterday or maybe they arrived today, something like that. Of course, this week that's coming, uh, we'll have the, the, the whole media night frenzy that you'll be able to tune into on the NFL Network. Um, you know, countless interviews leading up to the big game. And then, of course, the big game, which um, I'll be hosting a party here. Are you guys? So, are you? Um, are, are you? Are you hosting? Are you home? Are you going somewhere? What What are your plans for the Super Bowl, Tom? 
to be determined. I'll either be at home Ooh. with a family or I'll be having a Super Bowl party with some friends. Although, again, that's completely up in the air right now, to be determined. You know, there's there's people out there who are like, oh, I can't go to a Super Bowl party. I've got to I've got to watch every second, every minute. I've got to listen to the commentators. Listen, you can party. You can put. Excuse me. You can party and watch the game at the exact same time if everybody is into the game. Now, if everybody's not into the game, that's a completely different story. But if everybody is tuned into the game, like I'm hoping, if I have, if I do go to a Super Bowl party, that everybody there will want to watch the game. Because if not, then it's not going to be a great party for me. You know, my thing as well is, you know, I I love watching the commercials. So the commercials to me. I wouldn't say just as exciting as the game, um, or am I just as interested in the commercials as the game? But 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 it, it's up there. It's up there for me. Well, listen, everybody's got their cup of tea for the Super Bowl. So some people tune in just for the halftime show, and I know some people that don't even like football that just watch it for the commercials, and they try and count like how many they really like, how many of them are funny. Like I know Paramount Plus, I think just came out with one where they had like a bunch of different characters into a tag of Aloha, like. Um, in Antarctica or something like that. And that one was absolutely hilarious. If you haven't seen it, I believe it's on Twitter. It's like a two-minute long commercial that they're going to run. Maybe it'll be condensed. I don't know. But it was hilarious. Um, Reba McIntyre is going to be singing the national anthem. Uh, another reel that I saw on, on TikTok or Instagram, one of those, uh, there was a, um, these two dudes who did like in-depth, I think they pulled up like every... Reba McIntyre national anthem that she has sang and um and so they're saying take the under in the national anthem that's their that's their lock of the year is the under in regard to how long it's going to take her to uh to sing the national anthem and there was there was something else that I was you know that that came up um oh usher so that's another thing that you could wager on, you know, and here's it, you know, I, with all due respect, I, I like Usher. I like Usher's music, but this is the Super Bowl. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not over the moon. I'm not thrilled. I'm not over the moon in regard to the fact that Usher is the halftime performance. Again, like Usher, like his music. Um, I'm sure it's going to be great. But it's the Super Bowl. I, I, I think, in my opinion, I, I think we were more deserving of a bigger name. But, um, but that's something else you could, you could wager on. You know, how many songs is he going to sing? What is his first song going to be? All of that. And then, of course, there is a plethora of Taylor Swift prop bets out there um, that you could wager on. 89. There are, all, there are close to 90 Taylor Swift prop bets out there that you could wager on. 